0: It's almost that time, everybody. We are almost there. The wait is almost over. Welcome in to Warchant TV's presentation of the early signing day preview presented by our friends at Walk-On Sports Bistro alongside the senior recruiting analyst for Warchant.com, Michael Langston. My name is Tom Lang. And over the next hour, we are going to be taking some of your questions, laying out all the storylines as we approach the final moments of the uh, lead up to the early signing period. And we will conclude tonight with some predictions. So as you climb into the list, please, uh, I see you in the chats. You're saying, hello, hello, hello. Hit that <laughs> thumbs up when you join on War Chant yep. TV. It helps us find more Florida State fans. Michael, good evening to you. Uh, how's that running around treating you with under 24 hours to go?
1: Uh, my phone's on 65%. I've kept it charged pretty much uh, most of the day. I've been on it uh, all, all day long, certainly. And uh, uh, it's been fun. Um You know, certainly a a lot of stuff we still have to finish up to get ready for tomorrow. But overall, you're ready. uh, You're ready for uh, ready to put a bow on this thing Uh, as far as high school, because no matter what happens today, guys, or tomorrow, there's still going to be a lot more left as far as portal, whatever they didn't feel like they got. They're going to add in the portal. So um, and and that's why I've, I've stressed constantly. Like, no, I'm not expecting a bad day. I'm actually thinking it'll be a fairly good day. But I think people need to understand that, that whatever you don't get, uh, you're certainly going to dress in the portal. Uh, So enjoy it. Also enjoy what the class you have, the guys you already have. I think those guys kind of get ignored of guys that are, you know, certainly going to sign tomorrow that, that are, uh, you know, we've got the list already up on, uh, Warchan Chan on the PRB of, of the times of when we're expecting, uh, we might need to move the show to 7.00 AM from what I'm hearing that there's going to be around five guys that are 7.00 AM. So, okay. um, yeah, it's just, just embrace everything that you're going to have of these new Seminoles that are coming in here and, and, uh, you know, not just forget about, you know, just cause they're already in that, you know, to just forget about and then possibly potentially some, Really good uh, additions uh, you know to go to the class. So I think that's important to you know kind of pull the reins back and understand what you have coming in the to, for the rest of the of, of the whole cycle.
0: I know this is primarily about high school ranks and the early signing period, but Michael, I'm going to start the show just by recapping a little bit of what's going on in the portal. We uh, logged on last night after the news broke that Marvin Jones Jr. was finally coming to Florida State. Through the portal, uh, they didn't get him in high school, but they got him just a couple of years later out of Georgia, which is great for Florida State and especially that defensive front. Also, the quarterback situation is something that I'm sure it would be nice—a nice shot in the arm before Wednesday—if Florida State could get a quarterback commit uh, from either DJU or uh, yeah. or Cam Ward. But uh, just your sense of where things stand with the portal, and then we'll spend the rest of the night on the high school side of things.
1: Yeah, I I think I, I just. I haven't heard anything Intel wise that that we've given a timeline, but I think one of them I could see coming off this week, uh, just, you know, ready to be done with it. And I don't know exactly the date, but I do think I, I would say that my gut feels that one of them would come off the board, uh, you know, quarterback. And I've heard they have a few guys uh, in the portal that they, you know, either have visited or they feel good about that. They feel like are coming down the pike that they feel like they sit in a good spot with. So, there's a lot more coming down. Uh, obviously, we're all focused on the high school stuff, but you know, I think um, Marvin was kind of the the start, and I think uh, you certainly will see some trickle out once we get past the high school, because then you can turn a majority of your attention to that, um, even the staff in general. So I do think some are coming down. I think if a quarterback, I'll be surprised if a quarterback doesn't pop sometime you know, during the week, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, that's not intel-based. That's just kind of the feeling I get of, the recruitments and the people I talk to around their recruitments.
0: So let's take a look at the signing times for tomorrow. Michael alluded to it. We've got a thread on the premium recruiting board at warchant.com. We'll tell you more about how to sign up. If you're not a subscriber yet, uh, this would be the 24 hour period to get on board. But as you can see there, uh, there is a a staggered list. You can see uh, all kinds of times in terms of these are the signing ceremonies uh, but you see K.J. Bolden there, five-star plus K.J. Bolden. I wonder if his name is going to come up tonight on the program. Well, <laughs> I
1: think it will. <laughs>
0: uh, 1 p.m. there, uh, Florida State's quarterback, <clears throat> Luke Cromanhawk at 11 a.m. Uh, tight end, Landon Thomas, who is a special talent. I uh, remember when Florida State – Michael, you went up there to break the news when he flipped from Georgia to Florida State. I believe he was the number one tight end and a five-star at the moment of that. Right, so, right. Uh, Cam Davis uh, also in the 1 p.m. hour. But some of those early signings include defensive lineman Jamori Flagg, Wide receiver B.J. Gibson, defensive back Jamari Howard. Uh, Out of those guys in the morning, Michael, you can throw in legacy Camden Fryer as well, three-star wide receiver. Uh, Out of those morning ceremonies, uh, what do you think of those particular kids and what they're going to add to Florida State?
1: Yeah. And, and I would say uh, the, uh, the premise of to start this is that that's going to shift because I sent some, Matt some stuff that I got as far as intel of checking with kids that I think you're going to have like five on there that are going to be like 7 a.m. I think Charles Lester's one of those uh, at 7 a.m. Um, so that will that will change. Uh, we're, we're going to update that. I think Matt's going to update that eventually. So that will. Reflect today, but um, I think overall in the early ones, uh certainly the LJ McRae one at you know 10 a.m. is going to be one that you know people pay attention to, and then the 1 p.m. I think um certainly uh yeah the KJ Bolin's going to have people interested, and then at noon, I've heard Jeremiah Smith is going, so that will be a big hour uh for FSU as far as keeping tabs of how that shakes out. But um, I think those are some of the main times. I think the rest are just like I said. There's going to be four or five that I think uh, yeah are going to be 7 a.m. and and uh, so it would get the kind of the ball rolling very early.
0: So, Michael, that's the other thing too is like you'll have signing ceremonies that might occur hours after the LOI is faxed in. And that's the thing is yeah. uh, what we're watching for in terms of confirmation tomorrow. For those of you who are brand new to the process, it's a wild one. It's only gotten more crazy in the last three to five years. Uh, but there are signing ceremonies, there are commitments. And then there's also that little thing that we all used to talk about the fax machine. They, it's more modern now. But when the letter of intent is received, that's when the university, Michael, can finally acknowledge that these people exist. They've never been allowed to acknowledge that some of these players exist really. But then what yeah. you'll see is Florida State football's account tomorrow release hype videos and welcome videos for players once those letters of intent make their way to Tallahassee. So that's what we're watching for in the morning. And that's going to start in the seven AM hour.
1: Exactly. You know, and that and that's kind of what's going to be rolling we'll see a lot of, you know, several commits that are already that have been committed for a while that You'll see pop in there earlier, and like I said, we're going to update that list. Uh, you know, shortly. I know Matt's traveling back to Texas right now, but uh, when we get a chance, we'll update. And if he doesn't, I'll do it right after the show. But um, overall, um, there's going to be a lot of activity between that 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. hour, uh, as far as you know, commitment signings rolling in.
0: Hector, thank you very much for your contribution to the program. He says, we'll be thankful for whoever commits and stays. No need to worry. Let these kids enjoy the process and respect their choices. Just vibe, folks. That is uh, an incredibly adult way of looking at this. Uh, I say, Michael, I do this every year on signing day itself, where I say good luck to all of you in the chat. Uh, There's a lot of shenanigans going on in the chat. I know you put a message out on the PRB today. Like, everybody, everybody take a deep breath. This yeah. is that wild season where um, maybe people pop in just to troll, people pop in for, for rumors and so forth. Uh, this is the silly 24-hour, less than 24-hour lead-up to signing day. But uh, as, as this day, we convened a couple of days ago, Michael, on the Sunday Smash to talk about these things. Just kind of sum up where you think Florida State stands and, and the strength of this class in the last 48 hours as you've done some more mining for information.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be strong. I mean, if things go the way I kind of sense they will, you're not going to get everybody that that is major targets. But I think if things go the way I'm hearing, uh, I think it'll be a good day for FSU. Because the main thing is keeping the majority of your class and maybe adding a boom from one or two guys or maybe three that you want to kind of take it to another level. But I think if they get what I think, um, you know, at least what I'm hearing right now, then I think it'll be a good day for them, and I think people will be happy. It has a chance to be good, or it can be, if some surprises happen, it'll be pretty bad (laughs) So certain ways uh, based on what they have. So um, we'll get into that, and we'll go there. But I I think overall right now I feel pretty good about the strength of – the different positions that they they've gone after and addresses certainly dB uh, they really come hard after that uh, a lot of top guys that they've already you know got committed and then uh, certainly those guys sign it might be if all of them sign it's going to be one of the best they've probably ever had um i think and then there's certain other positions where you you want to add a little bit more and if they get it here great if they don't they'll get in the portal but um that's kind of what i'm focused on is what guys outside of that realm of, of positions like d line you know who are you gonna Add or is it going to be portal focused? So that's kind of my one of my headlines that I would watch just uh, for the day is what you're adding at positions that aren't like we're committed there or guys are there. So I think uh, that's what I'm kind of focused on.
0: More than 1,000 of you here watching us on the walk ons signing day preview. Hit the thumbs up as you come in. We're going to do questions for Michael from the chat here in just a moment before a little bit from our friends at walk-ons in Tallahassee and walk-ons throughout the Southeast with scratch made dishes and wall-to-wall TVs, dig into walk-ons mouthwatering menu items like po'boys, gumbo and voodoo shrimp plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads walk-ons for the win. You can find them in Tallahassee here locally at 3390 capital circle Northeast, outstanding food, outstanding surrounds at walk-ons. But I know a lot of you are listening throughout the Southeast. There's a walk-ons near you. So hit them up today. We appreciate their support. So we're going to head to the chat now for questions. Okay. And uh, I know there's going to be, of course, uh, a couple of those headliners, maybe five different ways of asking the same question. So the pressure's <laughs> on Director Ben to give us the best version of a question about uh, certain recruits. All right, there we go. Obvious first question What's the latest on KJ Bolden? Big surprise, Michael.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a shocker. Uh, obviously Auburn's coming hard, strong. Uh, we hear more about them as far as uh, you know, strong buzz and it's legitimate. There, there is legitimate interest in there. We know that Um, they're still talking. I know Auburn FSU and uh, even Georgia have all talked in the last hour uh, or two uh, with, with KJ, as far as just going out to the final thing, I'll give my prediction later. Uh, we will go to the predictions, but um, I, I think it's, it's, it's kind of in that mold where FSU still feels good, but there's also people that also feel good. You know, Auburn feels like they could possibly pull it off, but it's not like a lockdown. It's very fluid. Um, I even chatted with, you know, a little bit with Chad Simmons today and he's like, yeah, I I can't even get, he's so fluid. It's like, he wasn't ready, comfortable to put a prediction, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, but um, we'll, we'll address that when we get to it. But uh, overall, the feeling with FSU has been consistent. Uh, Even today, I checked with, you know, number of different people. And that, that's how they feel about it.
0: It's an interesting one, Michael, because you were the one to ask him the question just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, and you said, even though he told you, you already know, I'm signing with Florida state. You said, I don't buy it yet. I yeah, I don't,
1: I don't. And you have to, you're going to sweat it out. Um, you know, orange wave. Yes. The visit went really well. I, I see your questions pop up there. We know no girl doesn't like my voice apparently uh, from what I saw in the chat, but uh, okay. Um, my wife does, so that's what matters. But, uh, um, but anyway, um, I think, um, even when it was going from that, you know, I felt like, okay, this isn't finished. Cause I was looking for a set answer. That's why I asked that. I was I'm looking for a, I'm shutting it down. I'm definitely going there, body language stuff. And I felt like the body language was more like, yeah, I'm not totally, uh, done yet with this process. So I think, um, I think that's kind of how I took it. Like, okay. Yeah. They're going to have to stress this out. They're going to have to keep pushing and make sure they, they line up and lock it down.
0: Got a question from IG. They can't, your comments can't wipe up the old fashioned way. So director Ben is uh, doing the Lord's work for you. If you're on Instagram yeah. live and welcome, that's a brand new wrinkle here on Warchan TV. Travis Rogers wants to know why have we lost momentum. Did the coaches stop recruiting? Hoping guys stick to FSU. Michael, do you accept the premise of that question that, that Florida state's lost momentum?
1: Oh, no, no, they're, 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 they're recruiting as hard as they've ever recruited. I mean, they're, they're very dialed on in these relationships. They've done a, uh, you know, they never let up. This isn't a situation like where you've had, you know, in certain moments with the Jim o. Fisher, you know, era where, you know, recruiting at certain times wasn't as strong as the other times. Like they would go hard in the summer, but then during the season, you wouldn't hear as much, uh, you know, you wouldn't hear as much buzz or push, but no, the, the staff has been phenomenal. Uh, I think, um, uh, I think, I think it's, it, they've been very consistent of what they do and, I don't think that's changed.
0: Bobby Black wants to know what's up with Charles Lester. And uh that's a Facebook question. Now, Michael, it sounds like seven a.m. we we know what's up with Charles
1: Lester. As <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, he's supposed to, you know, sign at seven a.m. from everything I I've been told. And I, I don't think he even a change, guys. I mean, you gotta understand too, a lot of these guys, it's a big day for them as far as the signing. So they're gonna hype it up. You know, they're gonna Twist it up, throw some twists in there, make it exciting. But at the end of the day, I mean, I expect Charles Lester to to sign with FSU. That's the points I've gotten. It's been very direct. He's not even on our prediction list because that's what I expect. I haven't heard anything that led to it. I don't even think there's any uh, national things that are people are like, this could happen or what. But um, you always be prepared just in case there's, you know, ultimate shocker. But uh, overall, I feel good about, you know, Charles signing with FSU tomorrow.
0: Do you think that Charles would be a weapon for Florida State in the return game, Michael? Just looking at his skill set, it looks like that might be something that, you know, beyond defensive back for FSU, you might be able to contribute in that and special teams.
1: Yeah, I think special teams is where I'd see him the first. I think overall, if you ask my feeling of, you know, could he uh, play on like, you know, DB or receiver, I think coming in, he'll be DB. But then as the career goes on, I could see him ending up at receiver. He's very natural and confident with it. And so... If I was making a bold prediction, I would say, you yeah, know, don't be surprised if he ends up at receiver just because I know that's kind of his first love that, you know, DB is a place that he really started to evolve, uh, you know, later in the high school career. But I think overall, he's so natural at receiver that it would be an easy transition.
0: West in the Villages says, yo, Michael and Tom, so we're losing Blunt. Tell me we're keeping McCray or getting McCray, excuse me, to make up for it. Speak it into existence. <laughs> and you do that, Michael.
1: I can't speak of existence. I I think that's one where, you know, personally, I think in going and getting to know LJ throughout the process, he's been a very loyal guy. I know FSU is still working the phones hard. I just got off texting with a few guys that, you know, they're still on him. They're expecting to talk to him multiple times. And I, I just think like when I go back to it, of the loyalty of what he is, I think he sticks with Florida personally. I just think that, that vibe that he gave off with that. And then two, I think there's other schools like Auburn and Florida state that have certainly, they got a lot to show product wise for FSU Auburn with, I guess, excitement level because of what Hugh freeze can do potentially. But I think, uh, like I said, the kid that's big in loyalty and you got to read the body language of how kids are. And that's for me, you know, I could see that, you know, I I lean north towards, you know, Florida uh, just with, with him that you know sticking there. That's kind of the signs I, I see, you know, we've heard a lot of buzz in the last 48 hours about F uh, about Florida and you know, how comfortable they feel like, you know, he would get it. Uh, he would stick with them. So that's kind of where I'm sitting uh, not to give away too much with the predictions, but that's kind of where I'm at, at least as of whatever time it is right now, six something. Um, so there you go.
0: Yeah, things are fluid. We understand that. We'll timestamp this to make sure too, even because uh, I know there's going to be a predictions video on the channel from our discussion. I'll make sure it's timestamped so we're so we're protected there. Uh, let's see, Ric Flair weighing in. You know there'll be shenanigans. Yeah, well, it's it's signing day. That's right. That yeah, work against it, FSU. Well, it, uh, if, if we're talking about the playoff committee, Ric Flair, then I say woo to you. But uh, yeah, yeah, Michael, your comment on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, not really a comment on that, but I saw a message on there about um, Vita saying that he saw that Lester is signing on Saturday. That's his ceremony. His ceremony was yeah. on Saturday. We expect the letter of intent to be signed um, tomorrow on signing day. Charles even told me that when I saw him. So um, how that works, I don't know uh, as far as what they reveal, but um, but he is planning to sign uh, on uh, on tomorrow.
0: Jay Early. Cook uh, says, Is not having a quarterback going to hurt us? And he's talking about Portal, of course, between yeah. Cam Ward and DJU. Do you think that's a, a negative for creating some buzz tomorrow, Michael, if they don't?
1: I think it's a positive. Uh, I don't think it's a negative or positive. I think it's a positive that I think most recruits feel like they're going to get one of DJ or hey, Ward. Um, I think they know what the situation is. Um, guys that are seriously considering FSU. So I don't think it's really a negative you know Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback either you know uh, Miami doesn't have a quarterback either you know so um so none of these teams have quarterbacks that are you know looking at receivers and hoping you surprise some people so keep that in mind I don't think it's a negative or positive as long as they know um that there is a plan to have one you know I think they know that the school's going to get a good quarterback and they're not really stressing about it
0: Question from Instagram from House of Chaos: How likely is it that Amari Williams signs with FSU tomorrow? I think that's all about will he sign, period. Because if he if he's putting pen to paper, it would be Florida State, right, Mike? Yeah,
1: yeah, I would think the strong possibility that it would be FSU, but um, it's all about really if he he's going to do it, House. I mean, really, we, we keep checking on that, you know, constantly, almost every other hour it feels like uh, that if he's going to do it, and I think he might he might wait and and decide you know kind of he I think he already knows but he might want to wait and just so he's not berated by people because I think as you said Florida State's the last visit you would think they sit in in a good spot so you don't want to tip off too much and then the moment you say yeah I'm signing tomorrow then your phone blows up and a million schools are hitting you up you know to try to get you to influence you to not sign you know so I think if he is I think quiet is probably good you know, uh, as far as what you want, but uh, certainly something I'm going to be monitoring, you know, all day tomorrow, uh, see if he does it. He's out there from Benjamin High School, which is where Jordan Travis played. Um, So the Benjamin School. So certainly a guy that, um, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on and I keep checking on. And I'll certainly uh keep up with you guys uh, just to let you know anything going on.
0: Two questions that are kind of the same. If Florida State was to make some noise, Mark on the mic and Chris Thompson both want to know basically – Best flip opportunity for Florida State. Who could they grab between those high-profile guys that they are very interested in?
1: I would say Jeremiah Smith. That would be my pick. You know, The number one player in the country. Uh, That would be the one that I feel like there's the best chance uh, to flip. I've already covered LJ, so I've had those feelings there. Not going to reveal all the predictions. Uh, We'll do that (laughs) later, but I do think Jeremiah is the best one.
0: Gramps, twenty-one. Hello, Gramps. Hope you're uh, taking some bear aspirin tonight. With Georgia losing their quarterback to Nebraska, which how about that? Rayola to mm. Nebraska.
1: Wow. Very. Yeah, cool. I, I When I first saw that, I'm like, "What?" And then I did research and saw that his his dad was a legacy there. So I was like, right. "Okay, that makes a little more sense." Because Nebraska isn't exactly tearing it up on the product on the field. So that no. was kind of interesting. But then once I did. A small little checking, I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense.
0: That's pretty cool. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Say, you yeah. know, I grew up in Nebraska, kicking butt. They didn't run a pro style offense or anything close to what Matt Rule's running, but that's that's a big win for them. Uh So related to that, Michael Graham wants to know any concerns, eleventh hour concerns with Luke Cromenhawk.
1: Oh no, no, no! Luke's ready to sign. It's good to go. I think he's at eleven a.m. Uh, so no, it's it's good to go. I know, I know. When you see their top quarterback leave. Uh, everyone gets worried, but I, I know even Georgia reached out to him, put that in one of my nuggets one night. That you know G- Georgia, Penn State, and you know some schools tried to reach and said, "Hey, can, what do you think? Give us give us another shot." And he was like, "I think his tweet said it all." Thanks, but no thanks. I think Luke is very locked into what 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 FSU is doing. He understands and he wants to be a part of it.
0: Marlon Reed, uh, Mike, which position group do you think the staff should have gone harder on in terms of well, let's keep it to high school recruiting because we know they're pretty good at this portal thing. Uh, but if you're just looking at uh, they could have done better at exposition group, what would it be?
1: Well, I mean, now, you know, based on how we feel about the blunt news, I mean, you, you figure you wish they would have had more options at at defensive line. I think that's a place that they could have done, you know, better. I I think that was lacking and certainly an area that I feel definitely needs to be better. And then, and then 2025, I feel really good about this position because I think they're going to land, you know, some really good prospects. They already have one in four-star linebacker, Ethan Pritchard, but linebackers really a place like you got Jaden Parrish, but outside of that, you don't have really a lot to support it and you're losing, you know, all three guys that are playing, you know, that it's just started last year. So that's a position. Those two positions, I think they could have done a lot better with, uh, in my opinion, uh, I would have pushed more of, of getting more options to get into the fold.
0: For insights like this, make sure you head over to warchant.com. This is but a morsel of the whole process. Everybody knows that recruiting is fluid and there'll be updates into the night tonight, into first thing, in the morning on Wednesday. And if you want to be a part of the warchant.com community, we have a signing day special for you. This is for new subscribers only, but you can access warchant.com unlimited. All the scoop, premium recruiting board, team coverage, transfer portal you name it, we got it. 54 99 for one year. That's half off a membership, half off a membership to warchant.com. You'll want to head. We've got several forums where fans get together. You will want to head directly to, it's like do not pass go, Uh, you go straight to the Premium Recruiting Board that's headed up by Michael Langston and Matt Lassere. That's where all our coverage will be, so if you don't mind, give us a shot to earn your business. You will not be disappointed with what we do at BoardChant.com. Because, Michael, we'll be doing predictions in about 15 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. But that is just, you know, again, that's like the appetizer course. Uh, Things can happen into the night. You've seen some wild things happen on the eve of National Signing Day, going back to when it was in February. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you had to rate right now, I'll ask you a question personally, because I'm always curious about these things. How many things are in flux right now? Like on on the scale of zero to this is the craziest I've ever seen it, Tom. How how do you feel about – florida state's class right now and how many things are up in the air
1: i mean there's not much there's not a lot up in the air i think most of them i think they feel pretty consistent of you know what they're going to get um but i mean there's two or three you know things uh you know they're waiting on um maybe four at the most um uh, but overall i think they have a pretty good you know strong feeling of, of what's expected and you know communication is also a thing that you see all the time it's not just about you know the guys we talk about with kj bolton you know you know, dealing with Auburn and Georgia and pushing there. It's, it's, it's the guys that are for sure going, you want to make sure everything's all the, all, all the ducks in a row, all the <laughs> teaser, teaser crossed and dots are, I uh, dotted, uh, eyes are dotted. And so I think uh, overall, I think, uh, I think they're pretty comfortable with, with what they're likely going to get, you know, going into tomorrow. And I think there's other guys that maybe they don't sit as good with, but I think they're going to keep pushing and then, and see what happens. and, and, and like I said, I've told people this all the time with recruiting, it's it's very fluid with from the hour to the different hours, it it's very fluid. I can't explain that enough. I've dealt with it for 23 years, I've seen it consistently. It's it's fluid as far as what can connect the attention of, of a recruit uh, in in the final few hours. Yeah. So you, you always have to pay attention to any any small intel. It's not a matter how it's big or small. It's like you gotta connect the dots and, and see if if there's something either could happen good or could happen you know uh bad it's just there's always a fluidness of this stuff it's not it's not just a cliche when i say that or mention that it, it does happen uh as far as until that final moment when they sign and we've seen that consistently with some of these kids that announce on you know whatever whatever network they're doing it on uh you know you see something at the last minute that maybe changed in an hour or two or sometimes it's a, a sleep on it a night or two you know going into the following morning so Um, It's something that, uh, you know, certainly we we take seriously at at every intel we hear, whether it's Matt or me. And um, certainly uh, I know how this works. Um, But overall, I think, um, Tom, I think they're pretty comfortable with what they're going to have going into uh, tomorrow.
0: Just about fifteen hundred of you watching right now on walk ons signing day preview. I saw a comment slash question wiped up a moment ago from a gentleman named Mark. Who was wondering if there are going to be any surprises, anything out of left field for tomorrow? Like Michael, if you look at it in the big picture, a reclassification for Amari Williams and potentially landing that yep. young man to be uh, as part of your 2024 class is a surprise, right? But is there anything else like that, or anything else that that you could see that tomorrow maybe somebody uh, emerges out of nowhere? I remember Az Thomas was kind of a surprise yeah. a couple of years ago, and yeah. look how good that turned out. Anything like that that perhaps could turn up?
1: nothing I've heard from the the pipeline or anything like that of, of outside of of Amari. I think he, he, uh, Amari's been the main guy. Uh, I think most of them we've covered, but you always have to, you know, put aside that there could be a guy that maybe wasn't as high on the board that maybe at a position that they didn't land, that they go after at last minute or last night. Um, I remember, you know, one story was, uh, Jalen Lucas kid uh, that's uh jakai Douglas's brother um ended up in Indiana he was actually they were close to getting him to flip to fSU because they found out they had a spot late and then and then they went after him so a lot of these things uh the surprises usually you know, you don't know until you know the day of now there's occasionally where you get primmy to the information of hey this is likely gonna happen but um I think overall with these surprises outside of the ones I've already covered. You know, on the PRB consistently, um, I'm not expecting it, but I'm I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there that I've seen this happen before where, you know, last minute you could see FSU signing somebody that really wasn't, he might've visited FSU, but, you know, maybe they weren't as high on the radar and, and, and they were able to pull it in uh, before they actually signed with the team most expected them to.
0: So Michael, you'll have to help me here. Uh Bravo wants to know any chance we flip Coy or we moved on from him. Uh to whom is Bravo referring? Do you know, Coy? he's uh
1: talking about Coy Parish. Uh he's oh, yeah. yep. he's likely going to Ohio State. Um I don't think that's likely to happen, Bravo, but um he didn't visit, he canceled his visit to go to FSU after he visited Ohio State. So I think the tea leaves are kind of there that it's likely gonna be Ohio State that gets a flip probably I think he's committed to Minnesota, um, but that's uh, that's the guy he's referring to over there in uh, – uh, I think he's in Ohio. I'm not sure.
0: So uh, it's apropos that we get this question from Jim today in the okay. chat uh, because uh, Jared Verse declares for the NFL draft says he's going to skip the Orange Bowl, and what a career that Jared Verse had. Mm. It's, it's such a shame that he didn't go get to play in the Invitational, Michael, because according to Pro Football Focus, he had 18 pressures in the last two games of his career. At Florida State that's an absurd amount he had 60 for the year 18 but he came out of Albany we all know the story Tennessee Florida State Florida State closes the deal Jermaine Johnson helps you know vouch for Florida State and what's going on here well there's an FCS sack leader out of Albany he's a grad transfer named Anton J we're gonna go with J okay does Florida State have any preliminary interest on this young man, Michael? He just entered in the last twenty-four hours. Has that made has that made the radar at all on your end? Not
1: yet, uh, but uh, Jim, I will check on that name. Um, got it etched in my brain. Once I see a name, I just it's in target lock. So I will definitely ask about that name and uh, see what I can find out. Um, certainly, the first Albany one did did pretty good for FSU, and and I, I think that's too. Like people think like. FSU, when they go after a guy, it needs to be from a, a big name school like Georgia. But it I mean, really, it's the talent and the fit to what what they're doing. Um, and so um, with Jared, it was a little easier because they could they saw him against Syracuse and they could scout film and, you know, get somebody that's a common opponent. Um, but uh, I will check on that name. But overall, I, I haven't not heard anything at, at this point with him.
0: Watching walk on signing day preview here on WarChan TV. Bravo again wants to know uh, this particular question. Any player you think we push hard for after signing period till February? And most everybody signs in December these days, Michael. But yeah. anybody like that?
1: Uh it kind of falls back to the Amari one if he didn't sign, you know, um tomorrow, which uh, we'll see. But um <laughs> but uh we'll see. Uh I, I don't know any guy that for sure they would. Um that's something I'll ask around once. We wrap up tomorrow, and then I can kind of gauge what what they do as far as there being a high school player that that maybe signed in fair. there's not many, I mean, there's usually not many, but mm-hmm. there's always some that you know could be a possibility. So I will definitely check on that, Bravo. But um, I probably won't know more until that'll be probably something I put up um, the night of signing day uh, if I hear somebody that I think FSU will go after. I need to do some checking to see because as much as you know, it sounds like an easy question, but it's also it's something that I think they're focused on these guys that are getting tomorrow. So I'm going to need to kind of see what their next steps are and then uh, can go from there. And then maybe I'll have something either that day or, or maybe a few days after that. Um, once I I take care of the misses uh, shopping, because that's when I'll do my shopping for Thursday. So uh, I will definitely check on that.
0: Uh, Christopher says, if these kids want to be developed, come to FSU. Simple as that. They seem to respond to that kind of notion uh, a little bit more consistently, Michael, out of the portal. Kids are like lining up to come to Florida State, lining up to enter the portal. Uh, Before we get to that JoJo question, hang on. I'm going to cut in with a question from Keith. Because this is is a prediction that we're allowed to go early with. Uh, If you had to pick between Cam Ward and DJ in the portal, who do you think, Florida State lands?
1: I think – it's more likely, uh, based on the buzz so far, currently is Cam for me. Cam Ward, I think. DJ, look, you know, I'm not even sure there's like an offer to say that DJ could come in yet. Uh, I do feel there is with Cam. You know, I, I so that's why I say Cam because I know how the visit went. I know the uh, I, I was told like at the very least, FSU's very, very much in it. And then then another source said they feel good about FSU's position after that visit. So really, if I was going to pick one, I would pick him at this point. Now, could that change? Sure. I could have a change of of mind as far as how I feel. But as of tonight on on Tuesday night, yeah, that's kind of where I sit. I think everybody
0: understands even though they will never under like some people <laughs> will never, I think everybody gets it. Michael, these things are moving targets uh, in terms of Jojo trader. I saw that question come up. Uh, is that a lock to Miami for Jojo trader as much as a, a anybody can be a locked anywhere.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to stay home. I expect him to sign with Miami tomorrow. Um, I haven't heard any other receiver and, and they've been, they've FSU has been very consistent that they're locked in on Jeremiah. That's the guy, you know, it's like him or bust, you know, it's like, that's the guy we get, or or they'll take an extra guy if they need to from the portal. Uh, I do think they're going to add a portal receiver. Um, just throwing it out there, Evan Stewart just entered uh, from Texas A&M. That's a really good one. I think that's one that FSU will be interested and intrigued by. So that's a name to keep in keep in mind. I know Matt's going to add him to the list and all that stuff, but um, I think uh, I think they definitely will hit, uh, you know, a transfer portal, uh, receiver. I think that's a goal, whether they get Jeremiah or not. Um, now maybe they add two if they need to, but I think, I don't think there's other guys like Jojo trader. If they don't get Jeremiah, I think, I think they're kind of locked in on Jeremiah. That's the focus.
0: Just about that time to get to some of the predictions and final thoughts as we uh, preview a full day coming up on <laughs> WarCan TV. We'll begin early. Uh, Gator Kirk, I can submit that request to <laughs> Aslan. Aslan is the master of the soundboard. I've got a couple of buttons, but he's got the board. He wants to know if we can get, uh, for the people listening on the podcast, the Irish O'Fell Don Julio. Ooh, anytime Florida State lands a commit. I don't know if Michael, have you seen that video of him slamming the Don Julio shot?
1: I have not seen that yet.
0: Michael, it's the size of a tall boy. It's the largest shot wow. of, of tequila you've ever seen, and then he lets out with a, a noise that Gator Kirk would like uh, to be a part of tomorrow's proceedings. I'll <laughs> we'll forward that to the other department with Aslan, but uh, tomorrow's program. Scheduled for right now to start at 8 a.m. here on WarChan TV. Maybe it comes a little bit earlier. We will uh, keep you posted on that on the boards. And you can always just subscribe to the channel and hit the bell because you know what happens when you hit the bell? You're alerted every time we go live. So there it is. Your phone will just pop up as you're making yourself some breakfast. Boom. And there we are here on WarChan TV. It's amazing technology. Uh, from Instagram, Scott wants to know, is uh, Jaquavius marks Mississippi state running back likely to come to FSU. I'm assuming that is another transfer portal entry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Running back. Uh, they previously recruited, uh, Dave Johnson has a previous relationship with him there. I've heard there's, um, the expect expectation is he visits on January 3rd weekend, um, to FSU. I've heard a lot of, you know, some buzz uh, early about, um, Southern Cal with him. Um, certainly we can understand that what they do pretty well with running backs, but, um, I think as long as he takes that visit, certainly uh, I think there's a strong shot they could get him uh, based on the previous relationship. But Southern Cal is a team that uh, I think is probably the biggest competition there. So we'll see what happens uh, if he does follow through with that visit. Uh, Michael, has recruiting slash portal work gotten more
0: national as as NILs entered this thing? Because I feel like, you know, you hear things like it's a Florida State-Ohio State battle. It's a Florida mm-hmm. State-USC battle used to be kind of regional as maybe conferences expanding that that way. Is it just become more of a national thing to you rather than these regions, you know, go to these schools only.
1: For the most part, it has, um, you know, you have occasionally the in-state battles. But for the most part, I mean, it's so national because, you have an NIO focus on what you have to deal with. You have a focus on just what your product is, what where you're going, what the program looks like. And from a national side, FSU might be better than, you know, some other schools that are maybe they're, that the recruits closer to as far as location. So, uh, yeah, it's become more of a national brand with both the portal and the NIL. It's made it, my job, a lot more difficult for sure. Uh, just the stuff you have to track is, is consistently over and over. Uh, it varies, uh, but it, it just gives you more where you have to work. And then now the day of social media, where everything's posted on social media now, where the feelings of a recruit is, is posted and people are trying to read what the feelings mean or what a tweet means or emoji means. It's like, it's made it a lot more difficult of stuff that you have to check on.
0: We will be back with predictions after these messages. This one singular message from Drew Brees. Interesting. Nice. Game day at walk-ons is just different. And it starts with the way our teammates prep each dish from our scratch menu. No shortcuts. We are hand-cutting every single mozzarella log, straight from the block. Hand-peeling, stuffing, and bacon-wrapping each voodoo shrimp. Hand-carving ribeyes for our steaks and po'boys. And hand-slicing, then tossing our boneless wings in our house-made sauces. With wall-to-wall TVs and food like this, why would you want to watch anywhere else? That's game day. The walk-ons way it's a really good commercial all that food looks delicious uh it's hope, good. Every, yeah, it's hope good. Everybody... I've been there
1: it's really really good
0: there we go uh warchan TV uh let's see the latest transfer portal tracker that's a good point director Ben so you can go to the transfer portal tracker on WarChant.com. We already promo what it costs. It's actually on the screen underneath Michael, new members, yep. $54.99 for one year. So we're going to go through a list of players. I've got uh, Matt Lassere who's on the road. He's uh, going to be entrenched tomorrow for the entire day, but he's getting to uh, HQ in Dallas. we got WarChant HQ all over the country. Uh, but uh, he's got Debo White, Amari Williams, LJ McCray, KJ Bolden, Jeremiah Smith. Those are the, the names that he's going to predict. Michael, are there any additions beyond those names that you'd like to uh, venture a, a log of a prediction for, or does that sound like a good core five that we'll go with tonight?
1: Uh, that's mainly core five. We throw Zay Mincy in there as well. I'll talk about a little bit about him, but outside of that, I think those are the main ones that I think most of us are focused on. Obviously, with Amari, one we're kind of projecting if he does do it, uh, that's what we think will happen. You know, so keep that in mind, guys. We don't know for sure that he's doing. He has not said it or announced it or indicated that he's doing a- anything on December. He was very quiet about that when we asked him about that in the interview uh, uh, after his post visit. So that's something I'm still monitoring, but uh, just keep that in mind. But yeah, those are the main schools or main main players that we're going to focus on.
0: Okay, so here it is. Going to reset it right now. These are the predictions as of 6.43 p.m. Eastern, the Tuesday before early signing day. There's going to be another run of these tonight. Late yeah. hours, wee hours at WarChant.com, the Premium Recruiting Board. Information is fluid, folks, but as we sit here just about quarter of seven on the East Coast on Tuesday on walk on signing day preview, we're going to go down the line. So Debo White, Denaz White, uh the first prediction it's gonna the order of operations gonna be Matt, followed by Michael anchoring the prediction. So here is Matt Lasser's prediction for
2: Mr. White. Danas White is another one I'm going to go with FSU for. He just took his official visit. I don't believe he's taken any other visits since then. Uh, and when the dead period started to signing day. Uh, I really like FSU's spot here. I've talked to him multiple times when he came for camp in the summer. He always seems to like it. I think he gets along really well with the staff, and I think that's a very underrated pickup for FSU. He's a big dude, man, real big dude, and I think he'll be a great young addition to this offensive line if he does sign with Florida State like I expect him to.
0: All right, Michael, it's a big defensive line get if Florida State could do it. Do you think Florida State lands Debo White?
1: Yeah, Debo White is a phenomenal defensive tackle. They've been very high on, massive kid, Uh, eats up a lot of space, great run stopper, a guy that does pretty well even on, on pass. And they, they've they had him on campus like three or four times. Um, as Matt pointed out, he hasn't really visited anywhere else, took an official to FSU. They got they were the last team to get him on campus as far as my knowledge. Um, i like FSU to win that battle that uh, FSU lands a, a commitment from Debo White, I feel – feel good about their position there. And uh, that's kind of where I sit at what, six forty three. So uh, that's kind of, you know, my, my feelings on, on white. Okay.
0: Now we've talked about this. This is two parts because Amari Williams is mm-hmm. reclassified. Wow. What, what an 11th hour thing reclassifies really good player. He interviewed this week after his uh, visit to Florida state, that is a, a, a frame that looks like it plays at the power five level from Amari Williams, large kid, defensive lineman, but we don't know for sure if he's going to sign or take it all the way to February. It's a good sign for FSU. If he says Penn's going to meet paper tomorrow, let's get Matt Lassere's prediction.
2: Now for Amari Williams. I feel like this is a no brainer here. I think he's going to go with FSU. If he does sign, we haven't, we don't know for sure yet. If he is signing, Uh, at least that's what he told us um, when he finished up his visit on Sunday, but he's also only taken that official visit to FSU and took it the second he reclassified that feels uh, very FSU-heavy momentum, and he seemed to love the visit. He really seemed to uh, get along well with the staff. He couldn't keep a smile off his face when Michael interviewed him. Uh, just seems really good spot there for FSU.
1: He was smiling the whole time, wasn't he, He Michael? was. He was happy. He was happy. Even when we saw him, you know, when he arrived, he was happy. Uh, you know, you could see, uh, you know, and he, he as he said, he was just kind of speechless, blown away, uh, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, I think really it just depends on, you know, if, you know, he does it tomorrow. I think if he does it tomorrow, I, I expect FSU, uh, barring something surprising that I didn't see out of left field. I think the momentum is is certainly there for FSU, but um, his dad did play at Kentucky, um, Mo Williams. Um, so that's, I remember when Mo played, I was a long time, I was a young kid, but, um, but, you know, that's a possibility that another team to consider. But I think the, really the the main thing to focus is the momentum is, uh, if he does it tomorrow. And I think if he does, I think it's probably a good sign for FSU. And I think it's a good sign that all of a sudden it was reclassifying and you're taking this official visit to FSU this quickly. That's usually stuff, the tea leaves that you read that, you know, sounds good for the team that they're visiting. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with FSU as long as he, he does it tomorrow. I got to tell you, Michael, you know, it better than anybody, you got to let a kid get off campus to let everything wear
0: off. And then they yep. can think more clearly he looked like he was ready to sign on the spot this weekend. He looked yeah. extremely pleased with what he sir, uh, saw and heard, I should say, from Florida State. All right, next up would be a flip candidate. Next up would be a giant flip candidate at that. Could the Florida Gators recruiting class continue to crumble? Maybe they lose their quarterback at the 11th hour. Uh, obviously, they're not winning on the field. They're not at bowl prep. These kids couldn't have come in for a final official visit in December to go see uh, to go see practice because they're not allowed to practice didn't qualify for a bowl in Gainesville. So could all of those things stack up for LJ McCray to say, all right, Tallahassee, you are home for me. Let's hear from
2: Matt. Now for one of the bigger ones, LJ McCray. You guys are going to get mad at me for this one. I will say I don't think he's going to sign with Florida, but I also don't think he's going to sign with FSU. It just seems I don't really like the feel I've had, or at least with the family and the staff, or at least what I've seen. Uh, It just doesn't seem like it's all there to me, and it feels like Florida State – uh it's kind of lost momentum especially when he, he took that visit to auburn and that is my prediction is auburn uh, i think this last second push is going to work out well for hugh freeze uh, he's done a few flips already so far with five-star cam coleman a few weeks ago uh, i just feel like lj it just feels auburn to me it's a gut feeling um but at least it's not florida <laughs> all right
0: at least it's not Florida, Michael. Your thoughts earlier in this program were yep. you know, the momentum for Florida is actually kind of sticking around. So what what say you?
1: Yeah, I I, I go back to his recruitment it's just getting to know him and, and being and and knowing people around him. Of and he told me this when he made his decision that you know he's a very loyal guy. You know even if even though Florida's lost some coaches and and yes I think that Napier's probably going to get fired next year with that schedule they have um I do think um I still think it's going to be Florida just because of their loyalty and there's the things I've heard behind the scenes of I agree with Matt it's not I don't think it'll be FSU but uh I mean that was one that that was one I mentioned that in the late hours are going to keep still working. I've heard the communication is still high with FSU. So I do think the communications there. The product is there. The development is there. But, you know, when you're dealing with kids that are you – know, there's there's some kids that are spontaneous and then there's some kids that are loyal. And he just fits that, to me, that loyal guy that I, I could I'd – see I'd – lean more towards, you know, him sticking with Florida. So that's kind of where I'm at where I think LJ McCray will probably stick with Florida.
0: All right. Neither of you have him going to Florida State, but you never know. You never know. We'll see what those uh, predictions look like later tonight. Uh, now, five-star plus safety K.J. Bolden. Uh, <laughs> he said, oh, I mean, man, you already know where I'm signing. I'm going to Florida State. I made my mind up. Absolutely. Then in the last 24 hours, uh, you know, Michael, even I'm catching Auburn buzz left and right here. Yep. And then somebody who's connected to the program, and, and uh, they're a funny person, texted me 20 minutes ago. And it was uh, like, you know, that there's Georgia buzz now. And he says, good, this is actually good news to me because it sounds like he's effing with everybody again. So uh, <laughs> so there's uh, just one person's perspective behind the scenes. Uh, but K.J. Bolden's been committed to Florida State for some time. Can they close the deal this time with one of the top defensive backs in the recruiting class? Matt
2: Lasserre's prediction. Go ahead. Does he stick KJ Bolden? Short answer, I think yes. Now, some of you probably will get worried from my Auburn prediction to LJ McRae and that tweet that KJ put out uh, after his OV to Florida State tweeting at LJ. looked like it was recruiting him. Um, you're going to think, oh, well, maybe now that meant Auburn if they're trying to link up in Auburn. No, I don't think so. I think that was a uh, stretch to try to, commit him to get him to commit to Florida State or uh, flip to Florida State I, I think KJ sticks. Was that interview uh, with him on Sunday after his OV convincing? Not at all. Not at all. And I understand everyone getting worried after that because he said, oh, I I can't really speak on that right now after saying he would, but he did say he wasn't visiting Auburn. Uh, so it's, yeah, I understand why everyone was kind of up in the air like, I don't like that, but I think he does stick. Uh, if you've noticed throughout his recruitment, he takes when he takes other visits, he always likes it. But it always seems like when he comes to Florida State, he gets a different feel. And it's always like, oh, he goes to Georgia, and now he's coming to FSU, and wow, this feels different. I feel more at home. I feel better here. I like it so much better. It's almost like every single time he comes back to Florida State, it's to confirm his decision, in my opinion. And that's why I think he sticks on signing day.
0: Michael, this is a vicious football player. I love me some KJ Bolden. You yeah. look at net, his highlight reel. There are dudes who really lean into the physical part of the game of football. This is an enforcer. God, I would like the answer to be yes this time. <laughs> tomorrow we said good, yeah. good. All this nonsense is over with. What say you on KJ
1: Bolden? Oh man, uh, it's a whirlwind. Uh, I, I I said this too that KJ I think enjoys the process too. You know, I think he enjoys the pursuit. Um, I think he likes that. I think that's why we've heard, you know, for most of it was Auburn, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden Georgia with some, you know, late bloods. And I think I agree with your friend, um, Tom, I think that's actually a good sign because it tells you it's a little bit all over the place. Um, I, I think with this recruitment, you have to go back to what place that you feel, you know, the most comfortable and you, you, you see the body language and different things that way he acts compared to you know, places like Auburn where he, he likes Hugh Freeze a lot. He really likes him. He certainly loves uh Curry Smart and there's a lot of buzz about, you know, teams in the SEC and and they're great and all. But at the end of the day, I I you know still the intel suggests to me that that I think KJ is going to stick with Florida State. Um that's that's my feeling as of you know right now. Um I feel as good as you can feel at six forty five or whatever time it is. um, I still think it's one where you'll have to stress it out and all that stuff. But but the Intel suggests to me that it's still, I feel like it, I feel, I feel like FSU will win out. And I, like I said, I think people are going to stress, you know, uh, uh, until pen meets paper and you're going to hear all kinds of stuff. Sure. You probably hear at 3am that Auburn's like, you know, a team that, you know, you know, he feels good about, but I, I just feel like I go back to, The things of the reasons why he picked FSU and that product is still there. The product is still phenomenal. The product of what they do with their DBs is phenomenal. You know, what they do with their safeties, corners, all those guys. That's, you know, one of the big reasons why he committed to them. And I think all those other schools did a great job. But I think in the end, I think it's going to be close. Uh, certainly going to be a sweat fest, but I think uh, he uh, stays at with FSU.
0: It would be great news again. That's as of I'm protecting. That's of six fifty four on Tuesday night. We'll see what happens between then and now. We sign on tomorrow for a full day of coverage here on War Chain TV. There is one more name. There's one more name, and this would be it. what a guy to get. Oh my gosh, what what it would do for this offense, for Florida State to land Jeremiah Smith. Now I'm not going to lie to you. People like Reese Davis and other ESPN people lie to you and say that they don't know the college football playoff rankings before the show starts. We know that that's fake. It's been proven. I have not watched Matt Lassere's prediction, but I do know it takes 90 seconds of him breaking down <laughs> Jeremiah Smith. So I want to feel the hemming him along, and I want to see where he comes out on this. Go ahead, Director Ben.
2: Now for the biggest one that we have on this list, uh, who's not committed to Florida State, is Jeremiah Smith, uh, number one wide receiver in the class, number one player for the On 3 Industry rankings in the 2024 class. I think Florida State's going to do it. I think Florida State will flip Jeremiah Smith and send shockwaves throughout the college football world of recruiting and just college football in general. Um, and we're back, we're here, we're keeping these kids in state. Um, but in general, why I just think Florida State's had all the momentum for a while now, uh, coming off since July, when I put him on flip watch after elite camp, when he called Mike Morvell, the best coach of college football. Uh, you don't say that if you're not at least thinking about Florida State at the very least. Uh, I mean, maybe the best coach of college football could actually beat Michigan. We will we'll never know, but, I just I think there's too much here. The he, Last he saw Brian Hartline was at a state championship game a few weeks ago, which was right before, like a day before, his ov to Florida State, just down the road from where the state championship was. Which is kind of us getting the last lap? That gives us the last momentum. That we've heard that visit went really well, knocked it out of the park. Uh, he didn't talk to us afterwards, but this is just going off stuff we've heard. Uh, and it's always gone well with Jeremiah Smith. Every single time he comes, it go- goes well, and he's been here a lot, uh, probably more than anywhere else the last few weeks, and he's seen him play more. Like he was visiting Florida for the Florida-Florida State game. He saw them play in Orlando for the LSU game. Uh, I just think it's so good. I I think we're going to get him, or I think Florida State's going to get him. Uh, it's going to send shockwaves.
0: Well, it would send shockwaves. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeremiah has been effusive, Michael, in praise, but we've heard that before from other players that maybe didn't choose Florida State on signing day. This would be a big moment. So, what say you on Jeremiah Smith for tomorrow?
1: It's the big one, ain't it? It'd be funny if we just ended the stream right now and just, <laughs> just like, we'll check back with you later, guys. At eleven, oh I mean, yeah, because yeah. people would be be uh, you know. But anyway, I, um, I've got
0: you know I've got a walk-on commercial. I can play for fifteen <laughs> seconds, though, but Please, you know.
1: we're not going to do that to you guys. Um, yeah, this is this is a tricky one uh because Ohio State you know confidence is pretty strong uh it stayed consistent it hasn't wavered I check with different people when regards to people I feel like would know and uh they certainly feel like they're gonna get them. I do feel it's it's really close I do feel it's a lot closer than a lot of people um think it is like uh, and a lot of people are gonna think like with me saying that that I'm gonna pick Ohio State I'm not. I'm oh. actually going to pick Florida state um, based on just the feeling. Now I'm going against the grain. I'm going to get something that I don't usually do with somebody you know, sources that feel so strongly on, on one side, but I just feel, I do agree with some of Matt's points that, that there is momentum there. I think there's a minimum of just not only just how he feels about Norvell, but also how he feels about Tugans, uh, how, how much they, just the connection to Florida state's personal. And, and, and I always go back to two. He's like, he didn't visit Michigan. I, I know I get it. The game was at Michigan, but just he didn't feel like he went to Ohio state that much. Um, and, 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 you know, calling, uh, Keon Coleman, the best receiver in college football calling Mike Norvell, the best coach. Now, I'm not saying it's a guarantee or a given. Uh, I just think like based on what I have, um, I'm kind of going against the grain of my high of state sources, uh, that I feel in a close battle. I think, uh, I think it's, you know, this time time, is it Tom? Six fifty-eight p.m. PM okay. almost seven o'clock. That's kind of where I sit that I feel like, um, I think it's a little more likely that FSU pulls it off.
0: Well, you know that they're scared uh, in general up there when Brian Hartline is mean-tweeting Keon Coleman accomplishments in the last six weeks. I mean, like that's his primary recruiter, that that dude is liking tweets that downplay how good of a player Keon Coleman is. That's how you know legitimately Florida State has scared Ohio State. We'll see if they finish the job, and there's yep. plenty. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, gets- yeah, and That's the thing, guys we can make all these picks right now, but you know, there's still, you got to finish a job and you got to go into the next morning. Uh, we know Jeremiah's at noon. Uh, so um, it's a fluid situation that we got to keep checking to make sure the information, the Intel still feels the same way. But um, yeah, that's uh, kind of where I feel. And I, I'll be honest, guys, I was already locked in last night. Cause I was thinking outside, you know, taking the trash out, you know, thinking like, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna pick Ohio State for Jeremiah Smith the more and then as I got a little more intel, it's just I couldn't do it just based on you know the intel I have uh, currently right now. But uh, I mean that's kind of where I was to kind of let you know my selection process. But as I said, this thing's fluid and we'll see if anything shifts or goes during the, uh, during the night or even into the morning. We'll see. But um, that's where I'm at right now. The irony is not
0: lost on me, everybody who's watching right now on War Chan TV, that we're talking about players who will most certainly not be walk-ons uh, at Florida State, but they're going to be scholarship players. But it is sponsored by the Signing Day Preview Show, Walk-On Sports Bistro, with scratch-made dishes and wall-to-wall TVs. Dig into walk-ons, mouth-watering menu items like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. They also have wings these days as well. Walk-ons. For the win tomorrow on WarChan TV, we will begin bright and early on the channel with signing day live once again presented by our friends at Walk On's Sports Bistro. The scheduled start time is 8 a.m. I could tell already that Michael is going to lobby for an earlier start time. We will see what we can do about that <laughs> yeah. here on War Chan TV. It's a full day. It's going to be wall to wall. All of the elements. Michael will be the lead analyst. Aslan Hadjavani will be the lead host. Everybody's going to pop in from time to time to weigh in. Uh, we'll have live commitment ceremonies. If we can stream them and we can do so legally, we're going to grab them. That's what we do for you here there you go. on WarChan TV. So make sure to subscribe to the channel. It's absolutely free. Like this video. It helps us find more Florida State fans. Gets the word out about what we're doing at WarChan at WarChan TV. It's going to be a packed night. Remember, those subscribers to Warchant.com, your night's not over because Michael's night is not over. You're going to head over to Warchant.com, premium recruiting board. Uh, maybe middle of the night, you might want to check it as well. There are going to be updates and predictions on the website. It's going to be a, uh, a long, full day. Joseph says, you know what time people are signing. We're going to have some updates to that list, Joseph. There are going to be some yeah. updates to that list in the near future. Right, Warchant.com. Go to the Premium Recruiting Board. I'd say in about 15 minutes, you're going to see an even more updated list of what's going on. Letters of intent will start arriving, Michael, as soon as the 7 a.m.
1: hour for Florida State. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I think four or five. There could be six. You might be uh, more that a lot of kids want to get it out of the way and done. Um, So, yeah, I think there's going to be... you know, there'll be some adjust of that time on based on stuff I got, you know, throughout the year that day I, I tracked down, uh, as far as these times, but yes, that will be updated. I, I will, I will definitely make sure we're putting it on there. And, um, hopefully, like I said, like I'm, I'm hopeful that it goes the way, you know, what we're hearing it trending. Um, but, um, either way, um, whether they land the guys or they don't, um, we'll adjust and we'll, we'll pivot at whatever place they need to, you know, address uh, certain positions in the portal. Uh, this is just the one, this is just the first part of it. Uh, you know, as far as that stuff. Um, so, um, we'll knock it out and we'll, we'll get to it. And, uh, you know, as far as what you're wanting to know about the portal, we'll, we'll cover that. So there's going to be a lot to cover. It isn't over tomorrow. It's just the yeah. one part of it
0: which is why you want to sign up at WarChant.com. There's the price underneath Michael. He is Michael Langston, the senior recruiting analyst for WarChant.com. For Michael and Matt Lassere, one of our Swiss Army Knives at WarChant, uh, heavy into the recruiting coverage these days. Definitely. Director Ben, behind the scenes, thank you very much, Director, for doing what you do. For everybody in the chat, thank you for participating in the chat tonight. Keeping the questions rolling. I'm sorry, we do have to sign off for now, though. We'll be back right and early tomorrow morning. Head to WarChant.com for more information. This has been walk-on signing day preview on War Chant TV. Hit that like button on the way out, and we will talk to you on the channel tomorrow.